Welcome to Sexplicit, a podcast which offers free, quality and up-to-date sexuality education. In this podcast series, we will be talking about sex and sexuality explicitly. No topic is too taboo and no question is inappropriate. This is a safe and educational space to explore your deepest curiosities. My name is Anissa Varaste. I'm a clinical sexologist and this is Sexplicit. Welcome to another episode of Sexplicit. One of the most common reasons people come to see a sexologist is painful sex. So if this is your experience, this episode is for you. Before we start, I would like to note that the content of this episode does not substitute individual therapy. Another important note is that although there are many psychological factors which contribute to painful sex, and they are the ones that I'm going to discuss today, there are also some physiological conditions and reasons which can lead to having pain with intercourse. So if you haven't already, it's important that you see a general physician or you have a regular gynecologist see them and let them know that you experience pain with intercourse. It may be difficult or awkward for you to have this conversation, but believe me, there are many, many people who face the same challenge and your health professional can direct you to the most suitable treatment option. Let's start by addressing some myths related to painful sex. The first one is that it's normal for women to have pain when they have intercourse. This is by far the most common myth about female sexuality. Sex should not be painful, ever, regardless of your gender or biological sex. If you have discomfort or pain with intercourse or any type of sex, stop. Then seek medical help. No one should just put up with pain. Unfortunately, I see many women in my work that have been experiencing pain for many years and they've just put up with it and and they've got to a point that either intercourse or any type of penetration is impossible or they experience panic attacks with the smallest physical touch and most often feel broken, feel defected, and there is a huge impact on their relationship. The other myth that I have heard from clients is that they've been told by friends or family members, or unfortunately some health professionals, that they just need to have one or two glasses of wine and it should be okay, and it will work. If someone is experiencing some discomfort due to maybe a level of stress in their life, which is unusual, and they just need to do something to relax them a little bit, okay, maybe in that situation a glass of wine may work. But for people who experience pain, especially on a regular basis, then wine is not going to do anything. The last myth is that when you have kids or when you get older, the pain will go away. This is not true. First of all, why wait? If you are having an unfulfilling sex life, you want to address it right now. You don't want to wait and hope that it gets better. And also, if we continue to push through with this pain, 
There are neural pathways created in our brain based on our current experience, which associates sex with pain. And after a long time, these pathways become hardwired in the brain, and it will become much harder to change these feedback loops or neural patterns. So please don't wait. Seek help now. Although many people's experiences of painful sex is similar, as in they start to fear any type of physical intimacy because they're afraid that it can lead to intercourse or that they push through the pain and start to feel that they hate sex. But the underlying factors that can lead to sexual pain are very different and diverse. Let's have a look at some of these. And by identifying which one may be contributing to your pain, you can then take actions accordingly. The first factor is lack of psychological and physiological preparation or arousal for intercourse. As I said, sexual pain can happen to anyone regardless of their biological sex or gender, but it is a lot more common in women and people with a vulva. So I'm going to focus on this group, but the majority of the principles can be applied to anyone. So for a person to be able to have an enjoyable sexual experience, there needs to be a level of psychological and physiological arousal. Now most of the time, there is an overlap between the two, so we usually don't notice that these are two different processes. So maybe it's happened to you that you have had psychological arousal, so you really desired your partner and wanted to have sex with them, but your body was not on the same page. Your body was not ready. This could look like lack of erection for men, that they could really desire their partner but cannot have an erection, or for women it can be a dry vagina, for example. So your body has not lubricated enough or at all. On the other hand, your body may show signs of arousal. So you may have an erection if you have a penis, or your vagina may feel very wet, but you may not be in the mood for sex at all. For example, many women around the time that they're ovulating, their body produces a lot of discharge, which looks like the type of discharge the body produces when you're sexually aroused. But it doesn't necessarily mean that you want to have sex psychologically. So how can this information help you? First of all, you cannot force arousal. So if you're pushing yourself to have sex just because you don't want to disappoint your partner or because this is the only child-free time we have this week, you can't force your body and mind to be aroused and in a ready state. This means your vagina is most likely to be dry and closed up. And of course, it will hurt when you want to push something through this resistance. So creating a no-obligation intimacy zone can help with this. It means you can plan for some intimate time with your partner, set the scene, allow enough time to relax, touch each other's body in ways that feel pleasurable. And if you feel ready to have intercourse, great. If not, 
you can still give each other other types of physical, emotional or sexual pleasure and that is great too. For many women, and the caveat here is not all women, but for a lot of women it takes a longer time for their body to warm up and to feel aroused enough for intercourse. And this is something that should be recognized and respected by yourself and your partner. So give your body time to first relax and then get aroused because you need both. The other thing to consider is that you may sometimes feel mentally and psychologically ready and you're aroused, you really desire your partner, you want to have sex, but you can feel that your body is not ready. It's important not to ignore this and you know just push through. You can either use lubricant and facilitate intercourse or you can stay with other types of physical or sexual touch that feel pleasurable but are not penetrative. So get creative. Experiment with different touches, strokes, even temperature, texture. The aim of sex is not intercourse and orgasm, but a mutually pleasurable sexual experience. Having a very narrow definition of sex usually is one of the biggest barriers for people to enjoy and maintain a fulfilling sex life. When you expand your definition of sex beyond just penile vaginal intercourse, you will find that you have a lot of options and there is a lot of room for creativity. So go out there and experiment with your partner. The second underlying factor which can lead to sexual pain is being too tense. This could be because you have a high level of stress in your life, at work or at home, or it could be specific to sex. This is often common in people who are having sex for the first time or first few times and they're anxious about the experience. Or that they may have had pain in the past and they are anticipating pain. Therefore, the body goes into this tense mode. And when we are under stress, there is a hormone called cortisol which is produced in the body and mobilizes us to take action and doesn't allow us to relax because the body and the mind interprets the situation as risky. And of course, if there is a threat present, you shouldn't rest, you should take action and um, defend yourself or run away. Also, when there is cortisol present in the blood, the body won't prioritize sexual pleasure or sexual arousal because all of its resources are being focused in keeping us safe for survival. For this reason, general relaxation techniques throughout the day or week can help reduce stress and facilitate sexual arousal. What I suggest is to pause now and make a list of some things you can do each day, maybe 5 to 10 minutes a day, which feel soothing, relaxing or fun. The other underlying reason could be the quality of the relationship. So maybe trust was broken in the relationship or there is a lot of conflicts or arguments between partners. If you're feeling resentful about your partner and things are not resolved and you continue to push yourself to have sex, then sex can be painful, just as I described earlier 
when you're tense. This is the reason. So basically your body is protecting you and saying, I don't feel safe with this person. I'm not going to allow him or them to enter. Because sex is a vulnerable place to be. Physically and emotionally. So you need to have a level of safety to be able to enjoy sex. Think about the quality of your relationship. How are things going for you and for your partner? How do you manage conflict? Can you freely and respectfully talk about your feelings and your views? Can you talk about your sexual desires, what you like, what you don't like? If this is an area that you think may be contributing to you experiencing pain during sex, then I think it's a good idea to see a relationship counsellor or a sex therapist to explore the underlying relationship issues. The next underlying factor is negative schema or thought patterns. This is usually the case, again not always but mostly, for people who grew up in an environment where sex was not discussed or was highly stigmatized and shameful. They may even have been punished as children for touching their genitals or asking questions about sex. So, if you grew up receiving messages from your environment that sex is dirty, sinful, shameful, or that you really need to abstain from sexual pleasure until marriage, then once you're married or in a loving relationship, you expect all these learnings to magically go away and to develop a pleasurable and loving relationship with your sexuality, then that's not realistic. You can't so easily switch and transition, which is under these circumstances an understandable experience. So if this is the case for you, working on identifying your sexual schemas, so thoughts related to sexuality, and reframing them can be helpful. It's not an easy process and it can be helpful to get support from a qualified therapist. Another underlying factor can be hormonal. In different stages of life as women are perimenopausal, menopausal, there is some atrophy in the issues of the labia and the vagina and that can often create discomfort during intercourse. So if there are none of the other factors and it's just that physically and hormonally there are changes that are happening in your body that are creating problems with the tissues such that there is irritation or atrophy, then you need treatment from a gynecologist. The last factor is a history of trauma, especially sexual assault or sexual abuse. And this, as you can imagine, is a much more complex factor and requires one-to-one therapy or sometimes partner therapy to support the person and their partner to integrate sex in a way that feels safe and pleasurable. The last thing I'd like to mention is the impact of painful sex on a partner. Often there is an impact on the sexual functioning of partners as well. So, for male partners or people with a penis, it can look like erectile dysfunction. And the reason for it is pretty simple. If over and over 
they have witnessed their partner having an unpleasant and painful experience with sex, then their brain starts to associate sex with causing harm to someone they love. And of course, no one wants to do that. It can also look like low libido in partners of all genders for the same reason. So this information can be helpful for your partner as well. And I think it's helpful if you're seeking support from a sexologist to include your partner along the journey as well so that they can get support for their sexual functioning. We also have a more comprehensive course about addressing painful sex. Also, if you're interested in individual or partner therapy, our team at Relate Sexology are trained professionals who would be more than happy to support you through this journey of discovery and recovery. You can read about our therapists in the About section on Relate Sexology website. Okay, this is the end of this episode. I hope you found the information helpful. Do join me again for the next episode. Until then, it's goodbye for now.